Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Davis, director of the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities. We're delighted to be here with you. We have another very special guest, Nicholas Comstock, public speaker, self-advocate, right? Yes. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, director. It's nice of you to be here with me. I always enjoy talking with you. We're going to talk a lot today, but why don't I just start out by... Um, giving you a moment to share whatever you want to share about yourself. Well, uh, as the director said, I'm a public speaker, self-advocate. I um, have had the privilege of living in Ohio for the past four years. I just recently moved to Columbus in August of 2019. I'm living in Franklin County. Um, And I've had the privilege to do... A couple different things. I've um, spoken for Bridge to Equality, which helps, uh, which is a non-for-profit organization um, that is responsible for helping DSPs get the pay raise and the new budget. It did help. Yeah, because DSPs do a lot of work they don't get recognized for. So um, I was very thrilled and very happy to be a part of that. And I was just told today that we are working on a third rally so yes hopefully yes we'll be together again i was uh i was your opening act i know the last two years so. it's fabulous thank you now that was a big role and there and no question about it bridge to equality was um instrumental i believe in our success all of you yeah so i am certainly very appreciative for all of that so tell me, you tell us about your beginning, right? I mean, you are you are forceful, I would say, right, and candid and opinionated, and uh, all in a good way about your own journey. Um, yeah. So perhaps you, I mean, you're in a wheelchair. You, you share what you wish. Yeah. So I was born with a virus called CMV, which is a. Uh, cytomegalovirus, which now they are uh, linking to cerebral palsy, so that's a, uh, easy for people to understand. And it uh, basically weakens the muscles, and uh, my mom contracted it, actually, after she became pregnant. They found out that she was sick with the disease, and back in 1990, they were just starting to... Um, study it up in Minnesota so they did not have any medication for the uh, for the disease but uh, they said you know a number of things they said I could be deaf they said I could be blind they said I could have severe mental challenges and uh, thankfully I'm not deaf my parents will tell you if they want to have a a conversation (laughs) um, they would have to go out to dinner so I wouldn't overhear Mm. Um, because I've been blessed with exceptional hearing. Um, I do have low vision trouble. Uh, I was actually just at a low vision specialist the other day, classified as uh, legally blind. So so at what point, so you have uh, needed some type of assistance most of your life? Yes, all. So when did you, when was your sort of either experience or instinct to become a self-advocate? When did that start? The advocacy started really coming when I came to Ohio and realized that 
there was a lot of work to be done. I started working with Area Agency on Aging first. I was on the Ohio Home Care Waiver. And you guys were just in the midst of the home health care crisis at the time, you know. They had um, started with the Affordable Care Act and then managed care plans and then the Medicaid expansion. So I came all in the midst of that, or about a year after it happened. So that's when I started realizing, wow, there's a lot of issues. Um, so then I came to the DD system in September full-time as a client in September 2016. And so then that's when we started the process of wanting to move out on my own. How do we do this? How does this work? And uh, it's been an interesting journey, to say the least. If you don't mind, tell me um, what services... Either way you wish to do this, what what services are essential that you need uh, every day or every moment, and and that you you would expect or hope to have out of out of waiver services, and what do direct supports need need to help you with? Answer as you wish, obviously. Yeah. So, um, I need help with. I am in a wheelchair, so I need help with personal care. Um, brief changes, um, meal prep, um, getting getting my clothes on. I wish this was a video podcast because I look really good today. Yeah, I do love that shirt. But, um, People can't see it. Teal, maybe yeah, something it's, like it, that. It's teal, and I've got like these cool gray sweats on. But anyway, yeah. um, so I need help with dressing and, and uh, getting up in the morning, showering. Um, so can you get can you get up on your own? No. No, so I in the house that I'm in right now. Can you now, change clothes on your own? No, none of that. I'm not meaning to be personal. I'm trying to get at the the core sense of what we're about, right? Oh, you're fine. I mean, and so Absolutely. I mean that is it. So you you are de- in a sense you are dependent yeah. on others to help you with some core functions, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the essential nature of direct support to you. I, I would say, this is how I would put it, director, is I would say dependent physically, independent mentally yes. is what I would say. But one of the hardest things I struggle with is is having, having a body that is um, physically incapable and having a body that, uh, having a mind that's mentally capable because it's just... I understand. You know, I do. It's just because you know I have people look at me and I feel like they automatically assume that because, uh, and I'm going to be blunt, and so I hope I don't offend anybody. That's not my purpose, but um, having somebody look at me and I feel like there's this automatic assumption of because my body is physically in a wheelchair, well. My brain must be there too, and so which is not, which is not the case, and so um, it, it, it's just very it's very hard because even <clears throat> the staff that I deal with on a regular basis, I've had to sit them down many times and say, 
you know, I, I really appreciate what you do, but at the same time, I, you know, I don't need a surrogate parent at the, you know. I, 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 I have two of them, and there's a reason why I moved out. Let's, one, two, let's talk about some of the challenges then you've experienced, and, and, you're, and I appreciate your being candid. Um, what is what perhaps is the biggest challenge that you face? The biggest challenge, really, and this is just going to be something that's never going to change, is not being able to physically just get up and go where I want when I want to. Um, always having to depend on somebody, and then you know if that person calls off or is sick or um, you know decides to quit because uh, that's one of the reasons why we did the Bridge to Equality initiative because we had so many people quitting and leaving the system because they said and again no disrespect to any uh, business out there but they said you know I could go to a factory or McDonald's and make more money right he, you know, there than I could taking care of an individual who I love. Right. So what would you, uh, what would you advise other self-advocates, um, particularly around supports, around finding the right provider, around whatever you wish? Well, finding the right provider, um, for me, it took a lot. I went actually... I think the state has, and you can help me with this, Director, I think the state has a website now where it's kind of like the Angie's List for providers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, provider Guide Plus? Yeah, Provider Guide Plus. So that's how um, I got with my case manager in Richland County, and I said, look, because um, I had some real struggles in Richland County with care, and um, I said, look, I don't want to deal with any I said I get the fact that I'm going to have issues but the issues that I dealt with in Richland were ridiculous so we need to figure this out I don't want to let you go until we touch base on another issue that that I believe you're a strong advocate on and that is uh, with respect to county boards the board itself and your belief that that it's it's time to have some self-advocates on county boards. It is time to have some self-advocates on county boards, and I've actually been wanting to talk about this. I'm all strapped in. You should be, too. (laughs) Anyway, um, so I, you know, I am all for uh, people, you know, individuals being on their county boards. Um, But what I'm not for is what I went through, which is uh, being a token and just basically, you know, being there for somebody's front page. I was the first person in that county to be appointed to the county board in their 50-year history. So at the same time, I'm making history. I'm the first person with, an, uh, with, a, with a disability while receiving services being appointed to the county board. So, you know, you come to the meeting and people, you know, they have the board interview you and ask you, you know, what what do you want your, what do you want to do, you know, while you're on the county board? You know, it's a four-year term. 
And I said, you know, in the interview, I said, I want to do, you know, um, help with, you know, home health care and be a voice for that and be a voice for transportation and all this type of stuff. And they said, oh, that's great. We think you'd be a great fit. So you're, you're on the board, you know. So I'm like, okay, good. Plus, they had they had lunch every board meeting, so you know that that was a plus. <laughs> and then I found out it was cold food most times. So I was like, oh, maybe yeah, okay. You know, I, I'm a little bougie when it comes to that. I like I like hot food, so um, me too. You know, so I'm going around. I'm doing press for the county board, and you know, they all come to my house at the time, and here I am on the front page, laughing, making jokes, and. Uh, they're asking me what I want to do, and I did, you know, local TV and all this type of stuff. I'm thinking, pretty soon I'm going to see Oprah. So, you know, I'm thinking, oh, this is great, you know, which I still haven't seen Oprah yet. But And I had a meeting with the superintendent, and I said, superintendent, I said, uh, I said, you know, people keep asking me, you know, what I want to do. You know, as a county board member, what do I hope to accomplish? I mean, I know that I can't walk into a county board meeting and say, um, spend $3 million because I know if we spend this $3 million, it's going to benefit me. I mean, I know I can't do that. Um, And she said, no, you have to make sure that you're, uh, that I'm doing my job. And I said, well, what does that mean? You know, and so for about 18 months, I really struggled with that. And uh, I actually, in August of that year, August 8th, I sent a resignation letter because I was just like, if there's no reason uh, for me to be on here other than, hey, you got your front page story and, and um, you know, other than that, uh, I don't want to be on anymore. And I was really just disappointed because I was under the impression that they wanted me there because they wanted someone who uh, lives in the in the world of developmental disabilities to come give their opinion, and they didn't want that. So I'm all for um, county boards wanting to involve their individuals, but if you're going to look at an individual that you want to put on the board and say... All you're supposed to do is make sure I'm doing my job and um, don't come in with a, an opinion. I appreciate that. So what did we miss? Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. Realize that um, you deserve to be treated just as normal as anybody else. And it is... Your disability is a challenge, but that does not mean that your life is over. I was told that I would never be able to move out on my own. I was told that <clears throat> marriage wouldn't be a possibility uh, because it would be too difficult for someone to come in and take care of somebody like me. Um, you know, I would never get married and never be able to move out, have kids, and all that type of stuff. And here I am two years yeah, later. That's right sitting uh, with the director of DODD, who, who honestly, I never thought I'd be sitting with, saying these type of things. Well, we're so. lucky to have you. Uh, we're grateful. We're going to do it again. Nicholas Comstock, thank you so much for visiting with us. Oh, you're We welcome. are very grateful. Thank you for being candid. 
honest, for sharing your unique story. We love what you're doing. Uh, you know we'll help you in every way we can. So thank you very You're much. welcome. Thank you. It was great.